Welcome to Two Ages in the Facts, where University of Georgia's Family Consumer Science agents, Leslie Weaver-Thomas of Chatham County and Carrie Vandiver of Ware County, host friendly discussions on reliable, relatable, research-based topics on real-life issues. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Leslie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, is it officially summer yet? Yes, but I don't know when that happened. <laughs> is it May or June? I'm not sure, but I think it's summer. Gosh, I don't know. I feel like I got to look that up. <laughs> I feel like it's June. I would say that. It feels like summer, doesn't it? Uh, it does. Are you looking it up right now? I'm about to look it up. Because <laughs> I want to say happy summer. Let's see. First day of summer 2022. <gasps> It is only June 21st. We are oh nowhere my gosh. near it. <laughs> I am summer. Sheesh. We are nowhere near it. Man, that's not fair. Well, happy hot season. Welcome to Georgia. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Busy. Got, you know, because it is summer for children officially. Right. So Wells, is, right. Wells is keeping me busy. Fun. Fun. Sounds good. <laughs> what about you? It's going good. We are just here and dodging the rainstorms as they come randomly in the middle of the day. So. <laughs> it's uh, my favorite same, same. part of a Georgia summer. So. Yes, I do like a good, a good like sun, summer shower though. Yes, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, just trying to keep it all together and survive the heat, the humidity. Really, it's not even the heat; it's the humidity. Oh no, it's both. <laughs> Oh, no. it's and by you, summer is not even here yet. So we need to get it together. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about heat today. Cool. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, all right. So I don't know why you're acting like it's just humidity and not heat. Because I can tell you today was a really hot in my mind. Um, so I had, I had a yoga for kids. Mm-hmm. or a series of yoga for kids classes this morning at our local rec department for their summer day camp. I do it every summer. It's one of my favorite. There are lots of things I love about what we do, but there is nothing better than teaching yoga to children. It is just, or practicing yoga with children. It is just so much fun, you know, cause it's not real serious yoga. We're like riveting like frogs and even the older kids today I was like y'all don't have to make these animal noises if you don't want to but I'm gonna make them so you can make them and every one of them 20 20 10 to 12 year olds are all mooing and and riveting and gorilla I I don't even think it's great because you're teaching them how to like breathe yeah we're talking about yeah 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 we're getting off topic but yes it is important (laughs) we talk about mindfulness and breathing and not slamming doors and I never say yes. this to them but not like punching somebody in the face yeah <laughs> like calming down with breathing yes. and I do tell them sometimes you might have to breathe 12 times before you calm down but <laughs> yeah yeah anyway so beside the point but yes yoga for kids is just amazing um I was finishing up from that today um and we worked we worked really hard I did a lot of frog jumps today okay. um, but we were in the air conditioning in the gym for our practice. So I didn't really notice that it was super hot because I got there early in the morning and I left around noon. So I cleaned up all my mats and packed them up and I have two tubs of mats that I carry. So two big, like they're these mm-hmm. big old totes. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. small. Um, 
so I'm carry I carried one I carried them both in with no trouble but I carried one out to my car and the heat just hit me oh it was <laughs> I was I was weaker than normal um I, I felt really strong inside and then I walked outside and I thought I might melt <laughs> I wound up asking somebody to help me. So I asked someone else to carry the second tub for me because I thought, I I don't think I can make it with another one. I've got to have someone else do this. And normally I can do both of them. But today it was just, it was was just too much for my little, my little soul. So I don't know. I just think that's crazy. The southern heat. And and the southern heat. And it's not even summer like you just said. It's still still springtime. So anyway, I thought, we'll think about that a little bit and I found some stuff about heat exhaustion and heat safety so I wanted to share that with everybody I found several articles and the first one I want to reference is um this one's a little older but still very relevant from the University of Nevada Reno Extension Service um And they put out this article it says every year thousands of people suffer from heat related conditions or hyperthermia like heat stress, heat exhaustion, and heat stroke. Heat-related illness is when people's bodies are not able to compensate for the heat and properly cool itself. And that very high body temperatures may damage the brain and vital organs. So a 2021 University of Kentucky healthcare article said that Hot weather causes more than 600 deaths in the U.S. every year and leads to an additional 2,800 hospitalizations. It's a pretty big number, you know? Yes, and that's just from heat exhaustion. We're not even going to talk about the irritation and the arguments and the fights and the deaths that cause from the heat. Like, move (laughs) it, it's hot, you know? Oh my gosh, that's a lot. So this article explained heat exhaustion a little better, I felt like, and it said, when the body heats too rapidly to cool itself properly, or when too much fluid or salt is lost through dehydration or sweating, your body temperature rises. And this can result in heat-related illness or death if left untended. Right? I just feel like that was a little more, a little more explanatory. Maybe. Yeah. Then there's another article from Utah State University Extension that states overheating and sunstroke can occur in healthy children, youth, and adults if they participate in strenuous activities during hot weather. Now, maybe the strenuous for me, I didn't have a heat stroke, right? So it's fine. And I, and I noticed that, <laughs> that I didn't need to do much more, but still, <laughs> I don't know that carry that tub was strenuous, but I noticed something happening. But anyway, so this can help happen in healthy people, um, young and old alike. Um, and then the University of Kentucky Healthcare also said that a young child's body heats up three to five times faster than an adult's body. So if you think you're hot, imagine right. what a little person is, right? And they're still running around. Just they're going for it. It's crazy. Yeah. They don't even notice. And, get, and yeah. impossible to make them drink water sometimes. <laughs> uh, and then Nevada Extension adds, older adults are more susceptible as their bodies return to normal temperatures more slowly and their body's cooling mechanism is not as efficient. Um, and then also just for reference, being overweight, having poor circulation, chronic medical conditions, high blood pressure, fever, 
heart disease, mental illness, sunburn, alcohol use, or taking certain medications can also increase your risk for heat related illnesses. Okay. So after hearing all that, maybe it's not so crazy that I felt wiped out after hearing that tub of yoga mats to my car, right? <laughs> it seems reasonable and I'm, I'm not weak. <laughs> no, but thankfully, like I said, since I'm getting to be an old woman, I recognize my need for help and I found someone to carry the other one for me, a nice okay. strapping young man who was the son of a lady who works at the rec department. He <laughs> came to my rescue and I was so thankful. And he was, he was like, I'm going to put it on my head. He could do what you got to do. Real heavy. He was trying to act like he was stronger than me. It turns out I was just hot. <laughs> but anyway, it's important to pay attention to what your body is telling you. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, University of Kentucky Healthcare provides some insight into what some of these heat illnesses look like. And I'm going to share this article on our Facebook page because I don't want to get too in the weeds with it, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of um, additional information in it about um, first aid for these particular mm. heat illnesses. So I'm just going to talk about the symptoms. And if you're interested in reading more about how to help someone with those symptoms, mm -hmm. then that you, that article will be available for you there. But so um, I'm going to start with doo -doo, heat cramps. Say heat cramps may be the first sign of heat related illness and may lead to heat exhaustion or stroke. So symptoms of heat cramps are painful muscle cramps and spasms, usually in the legs and abdomen and heavy sweating. You've experienced those Probably I can, right? when, when you're saying that I can hear my feel myself or see myself like, oh, you know, how you get a cramp in your side and kind of lean over mm -hmm. or, you know, you're, you're really, really hot and your, your legs kind of burn and you're sweating. So mm -hmm. I can see that. Okay. I have experienced heat cramps, um, in both of my pregnancies. Oh, wow. Um, and you know, that's a, that is a thing, especially because pregnant women have to hydrate and yes. sometimes especially in the summer you know you just you forget you're going yeah. along doing yeah. something you are letting yourself get dehydrated and I have experienced some bad uh leg spasms from um and you have extra weight this. on you you have a whole new person inside you know what I mean oh yeah pump drinking all my water yeah making pump. me heavier yeah <laughs> <laughs> the next one is heat exhaustion the symptoms are heavy sweating Weakness, cool, pale, or clammy skin, mm. fast, weak pulse, possible muscle muscle cramps, dizziness, nausea, or vomiting, and fainting. And then the third is heat stroke. And the symptoms for this are an altered mental state. One or more um, of the following symptoms. It says throbbing, headache, confusion, nausea, dizziness, or shallow breathing. Body temperature above 103 degrees Fahrenheit hot, red, dry, or moist skin, rapid and strong pulse, fainting or loss of consciousness. Symptoms of heat stroke can quickly progress from flushed, dry skin and vomiting to seizures, organ failure, and death. And you so, know, ooh, serious. I'm thinking about the whole time you're reading all this, I'm thinking about our strapping young men who are currently in football camp, right? Oh yeah. Like they're Then there are cases of that. Yes. From heat exhaustion to strokes to heat cramps for sure, making sure they're hydrated. Parents, making sure when they come home, they're not just eating Cokes and, you know, sugar, make sure they're actually hydrating their stuff and drinking water. I can only imagine. And mind you, it's not even summer yet, officially. Yes. Yeah, Leslie, you're right. I mean, that this 
and not just kids playing football, but kids out, you know, running around playing or ourselves, if we're out exercising or we know people that work outside all day long, you know, we're all in the heat. That too. And then this is summertime. We're going to be taking a lot of summer vacations, right? Water parks, uh, uh, amusement parks, right? Um, we're just going to be out. So making sure that we're hydrating ourselves and not just drinking junk or letting the excitement overwhelm us. And we didn't have like three bottles of water today. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So like Leslie was saying, it is clearly important to be sure that you keep yourself and your family from overheating Mm -hmm. and hydration. Like Leslie's talking about is definitely one of those things. Um, but there are other things we can do in these hot summer months. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have, pulled together some tips that were provided from all of these various articles that I've already mm-hmm. referenced. Um, now, one I want to touch on briefly is one that's, it's real touchy, but, but it is, it, this thing happens, but this says never leave infants, children, or pets in a parked car, even if the windows are cracked, yeah. especially in the summertime. Yeah. 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 Um, so safe kids, Fayette County encourages you to act against heat stroke Mm -hmm. and act is an acronym uh the first a avoiding heat stroke Mm -hmm. um, or avoiding heat stroke related injury and death by never leaving your child unattended in a vehicle Uh, remember earlier i stated that a young child's body heats up three to five times faster than an adult's body and um, this says that the internal temperature of a car can increase 19 degrees in just 10 minutes. But I mean, you know that you get in mm-hmm. your car after it's been sitting in the sun all day long. It's, it's miserable, right? Yes. Somehow hotter than what you just came out of. So cracking windows does not make it safe for children to sit in a car unattended. Um, C, create reminders for those chaotic days, because I have found myself in debates when I was younger with with people and I'm not going to get into all that now, but I can see, I can truly see how people who say they have forgotten that they didn't drop their kid at daycare or whatever. I can see that that happened, but there are days that I think, what have I forgotten? You know, like you just, yes, there was a gentleman. He said his wife was out of town and it was the baby. He was supposed to drop the baby off. And he said they were doing good. They got out, you know, they got out of the house early because the mom was away from work. And he got to the office and kept going and he usually doesn't drop the kid off. You know, mm, it was not part of his regular routine. Mo- it's not his routine. And he said, he got to the office. And, oh my God. At lunchtime, he realized I left my baby back there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just so you sad. Know? But, and, and people, and oh, that is a tough debate that yeah. we don't want to get into <laughs> with anybody. That's we, we're not saying I, one way or another, but I can see how you can forget things. And so this suggests on chaotic days, even if you're someone who remembers everything, just go uh-huh. ahead and hang a note on your rear view uh-huh. mirror or make it a habit of placing your purse or your briefcase beside the car seat in the back. Yeah. So you have yeah. to grab it. So then yeah. you know that's back your child. And I was also going to say, Carrie, you know how they have those really cute mirrors for the car seats and stuff. So you can kind of see the kid's reflection. Yeah. But you, some parents, you know how we have the, the you have the toys in the, in the car seat that's hanging down. Sometimes we don't want to have the toys because it makes so much noise. Keep the toys for the sake of the summer, right? Get some noise going back there so you can remember what's going on behind you. Who are these people who don't want to have toys? <laughs> if you don't have a toy for a child to play with, you've got a screaming child. So. <laughs> right. One of the others. So Which whatever that can works, work but, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But try to get some set reminders to remind yourself, especially yeah, like you said, if that's not your routine. To, uh, to create an alarm or an alert on your smartphone. Or be accountable to someone else for dropping dropping a child off at daycare. So maybe you don't have a child, but maybe you know that someone mm-hmm. had to drop their child and you're the one who says, mm-hmm. did you run by there? Um, 
All right. And then finally, T, take action. If you see a child alone in a car, call 911 is what this is. So, um, yeah. All right. So I want to go back. I mean, obviously, we're not just talking about I did want to cover that about the car seats or being in the car. But but that is that's not all we're talking about. We're, we're talking about just hot heat in general. Yes. Um, accidental wherever it is. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so other tips to keep everyone cool include dressing infants and children in loose, lightweight and light colored clothing. And yourself, uh-huh. for that matter. Yes. Why are you wearing? It's kind of hot for heavy jeans. Yeah, of course I do wear jeans and sweatshirts a lot, but <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Like when you can kind of dress down, do so. Do you remember? Was it Umbrero? Ombre? Umbro. Like soccer? Umbro, the soccer oh, shorts. I bet you could still get those somewhere. I don't know if you can, but that was our summer jam for like summer camp. Every color. And then they had the cute shirts and stuff. Those were the best lightweight items. Well, you know I mean? started wearing shorts this year from di- different brands. I found for them that are, um, they're, so they're not like the athletic shorts. They're not the real silky, like uh-huh. they look nicer. So I'm comfortable with them, wearing them. He wore a pair to golf camp today. I'm yeah. comfortable with them, putting them on to go to church or something. Yeah. But so he can dress them up or dress them down, but they're, in their moisture wicking they're all the things yes. that he likes and comfy like he likes but they look nicer and i can't remember what that fabric is but he's got a bunch of a bottom a bunch of shorts this year and anyway, yeah those are the lightweight best. and cool and airy and yeah what was those are the best ones those are the best ones so he can oh, still yeah. look good while staying cool you know right. if you're like me and you're like how you can't just be weird <laughs> everything has a season call the time <laughs> <laughs> um very expensive junk but still (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's see this also says schedule outdoor activities in the morning and evening hours that's good um keep cool with cool showers or baths stay hydrated this is a thing leslie mentioned but stay hydrated obviously have your children keep a water bottle with them and drink it regularly and you do it too dehydration is common among older adults and can be life-threatening you know, because older adults yeah. will think they're not thirsty and they are, which I yes. mean, we do that too. But yes. um, so stay hydrated by drinking plenty of fluids, consuming fruits and vegetables, avoiding too much caffeine or alcoholic Oof. beverages. Um, and don't wait to drink until you're thirsty because that's a sign of dehydration. Right. Can I just say, yes. Can I just say this morning I made a pot of coffee and I was thinking it's too hot to drink this, right? Like it's just too hot. So I had to turn it into iced coffee, but I literally said today, like, you know what? This is it for the coffee for a while because it's too hot to drink it. I'm going to be thirsty all day. You know what I mean? No, like that's the crazy thing I've ever heard. It's never too hot for coffee. Oh, now, sometimes I have to have a glass of water before my coffee. To hydrate. To but drink it's it. never too hot. Well, I made I ended up making mine an iced <laughs> coffee, but I was just thinking, ooh, it's hot. It's, I mean, humid. Like you can see the steam. I was like, yeah. Uh, I'll coffee. sit outside sweating in the morning <laughs> with a cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You're not there yet. Okay, we'll work on that. All right. All right. The next thing is, uh, and then we kind of touched on this already, but schedule outdoor activities carefully. Limit sun exposure and rest in shaded areas. Remember that sun is that the sun is the hottest between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. So try to stay indoors during this time. These times. Now I've got a big bike rodeo coming up this weekend. It's from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. I know those are the hottest times, but that's also an active time. So still gonna be we're cool. going to have smoothies. There's going to be yeah. you know, places they can cool off. It's fine. Yeah, I think you're still going to be pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um, all right. 
make sure to take breaks from outdoors, go inside to cool off for especially mm -hmm. hot days. This is already kind of stated, but have children play outside in the morning or in the evening, yeah. um, but do indoor activities in the heat mm -hmm. of the afternoon. Um, this is obviously obvious, especially for Southern girls, but this is not something that everyone in the country has at the ready like we do. And I have to remember that um, mm -hmm. there are plenty of people who aren't just like air conditioning isn't a a, a necessity it's it's a yeah it's later but, but we in, all have it say, here. but in georgia it's a necessity, it is a necessity. So, <laughs> but this is air conditioning is the primary protective factor against heat related illness and death if mm -hmm. you don't have it or to save money on your electric bill during the heat of the day visit air conditioned shopping malls and public libraries to help stay cool there are mm -hmm. some communities that have cooling Mm -hmm. shelters especially during really hot days like their emergency management agencies have set up cooling shelters throughout their counties where people can cooling go. shelters because I, I would say here in savannah and chatham county our libraries are a really big help for that yes. but also if you're at the libraries and you have your air conditioning in or even anywhere in your county and your electric your electric bill is higher because you're running your uh your your air conditioning unit a little more than average Try to call your county and see what other um, assistance programs that they can have to help you pay your electric bill or what they can do to help you with your air conditioning. If it's help you with another unit or give you, another, give you a fan, there are different agencies and programs that can help you when it comes to cooling off the house this summer. So please check into that. If you need help with that, call your local extension office. I'm sure we can push you in the right direction. Don't you agree? Yes. I don't know what those are here, but we can, any, anything, and extension, if we don't know the answer, we can find it. So, yes, we yeah. will find it. <laughs> All right. And there's one more tip. And this is, um, um, this is to protect you from sunburn, but mm -hmm. still sunburn can also lead to heat related illnesses mm -hmm. and cancer too. Right. But yep. this says always wear sunscreen. A sunburn damages your skin, causes a loss of body fluids and affects your body's ability to cool itself. Sunscreen can also protect against skin cancer, which is strongly associated with ultraviolet radiation that comes from the sun. Look for sunscreen that offers broad spectrum protection and is SPF 30 or higher. Um, and then also in the, in the, in the light of protecting your skin, think about that too, when you're wearing light clothing, that it's make it long sleeve, light clothing, mm -hmm. make it cover your body. If mm -hmm. you're out in the sun all day long, you need to at least make sure there's times that you are covering up, not just with sunscreen, but with clothing. All right. So that's it for my, um, for my little spiel on heat safety. I just want everybody to stay cool this summer. That's Don't be one. like me in the parking lot, fainting with a tub of yoga mats. <laughs> <laughs> Valid points, Carrie. I'm with you. <laughs> so since we're talking about summer heat, safety, hydration, um, let's switch gears a little bit. Still on safety tip. Let's talk about injury prevention, right? Okay. And I know when we think about that, when does the first thing come to mind? Um. I don't know, a broken arm. I don't know. A broken arm, but you know what comes to my mind for injury prevention? I think of a bike helmet. Oh, Leslie, that's so great. I don't know. Maybe because I'm hanging out with you, but I think <laughs> of a bike helmet. Um, and by the way, I have located two local bike stores in my community for the record. Uh, I know, because uh, Savannah's amazing. What, <laughs> why are you but, bragging? <laughs> but um, yeah, so injury prevention, but we think of like broken arm, 
falling from a treehouse, bike helmet, maybe breaking your arm, tearing an ACL, you know, summer things that can happen. But let's talk about some things um, that can keep our family safe. It's summertime. We're going to be doing vacations. We're going to be traveling. Let's be sure that we are prepared to um, have an emergency plan. Uh, when you think of emergency plan, what do you think of? Uh, being safe, being prepared, being, being prepared, right? Or I sometimes, because I'm a southern, I'm a, a coastal girl, I think of emergency plan, I think of hurricanes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do we need for our family emergency plan? So, you would need phone numbers, a list of phone numbers, post emergency phone numbers in a central area so they won't be missed, right? Um, your kids are going to be home this summer, they're going to be in and out from camp to here. Sometimes they may be home a little longer than average. Make sure. Uh, mom's work number, dad's work number, care, um, grandma's work number, carry Miss Carrie across the street, our neighbor's number is posted. Make sure people can see or make sure it's in our kids' phones, right? So they're aware they can get in contact with someone. Um, make sure that we are aware of our, everyone's emergency contact. Carrie was getting ready to pass out today with yoga mats. Who was gonna who was gonna get Jeff? That's her emergency contact, right? <laughs> so make sure that's in my phone. Ice. <laughs> Exactly, right? <laughs> Make sure your emergency contact person is listening to your phone. Um, escape routes. Now, this is different because when you think about a hurricane or something like that, you think, oh, we're going to, how are we going to escape? How are we going to get out? But let's talk about it from a home perspective. We're home, we're cooking, you know, it's summertime, we're going to make big meals. What if there's a small kitchen fire, right? Are your kids aware of how we're going to get out the house? Where do we meet? Do we go across the street? Do we meet at the mailbox? Do we go out the front door or the back door? So let's just have that conversation, right? Um, same thing if we're at a grocery store. If we're at a grocery store and the fire alarm comes down, right? Or if we're at a grocery store and you get lost or you if we have to evacuate the store and you lost me. No, our place to meet is always back to the car, right? So have some type of conversation with, our families make sure they're aware. Um, same thing as emergency meeting spots, pet plan. Does anyone have plans for their pets? Do you have like a family emergency plan for your pet? Put them in the car and take them with us. Okay. I mean, that's the gist of it. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Um, some people may say, take them next door. You know, if it's like, like a fire or something, if he can't stand outside with you, maybe next door. I don't know. So think of a plan with your pet, but I would say get in the car or take them with you. Well, and depending on the emergency too, Leslie, I was just thinking about that because you talked about when you think of emergency plans, you mm -hmm. think of hurricanes naturally. And so uh -huh. then a lot of times you need to think of, well, where am I going that accepts pets? Because there are some places that don't, um, right. you know, you get like hotels won't or, um, uh shelter some shelters will some shelters won't so right what is the i guess it depends on based on the emergency what you're able to yes right? I, I i guess so i mean i get it i guess so um another emergency plan important documents now that's something i have learned being coastal um and i don't know if this is another thing do you have like a, a a drawer with all your important papers in it or like important spot for your papers or a box i'm not telling you where my important stuff i'm is. just saying do you have but you do have a spot right <laughs> you don't no, okay all my stuff's in all kinds of different places anytime Karen, I'm, no, I'm looking in five different drawers no Karen, so okay so if something happened if y'all if you were frying french fries and the grease went everywhere and it was a, a kitchen fire it all who's gonna grab the important papers okay 
Don't well, talk to me. I mean, I'm going to say all the things that are what every consumer is going to say, like, well, I don't do this because well, it's public record. I can get it again. I can. Maybe, maybe I'm such a 90s, <laughs> 80s, 90 baby, but I you have to have your important documents. There are passwords or like, maybe you have a will that you have on file there and not somewhere or else. Or your you social have security it. card. Maybe a little fireproof safe. We all, but yeah. even your social security card, your marriage license, hopefully you're not walking around with these things every day, right? Well, no. Those so, are in a spot. Exactly. That that's your important paper spot. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I mean, it made kids, sense to begin with. I'm just saying, I'm not very. But good that's your emergency. Are your kids aware of where these things are located? Right. Let's say, God forbid, you pass out from a heat stroke, and someone has to call nine one one. Well, if you have to get some information on them, do, do your people know where they go to get your information? Mm. That kind of stuff. Okay. And um, Wells is old enough that I should start having these conversations with him. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Alan, definitely. not so much, but Wells, yeah. yes. That Alan, <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> but yes, I truly, I, it's, it's, and for him to know where this, these are located, when my very first evacuation, I was in awe because A, I didn't know my dad had a gold credit card inside of that important box. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's been holding out, you know? And, <laughs> and that's where my birth certificate was. That's where their marriage license was, our copies of our social security card. So when it was time to evacuate, that's what they grabbed first. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, important pictures, not even all this clothes stuff, but just that. So that's what I was like, oh my God, an important box. Yeah. Just saying. Um, but again, coastal living, just just saying. No, but you're right. Um, that should be everybody living everywhere. That should yeah, be. I, yeah, yeah I, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a, a go bag. Now, when I got to college, I had a lot of friends to keep clothes in their car. They said they were always raised just to keep an extra bag close. You never know what was going to happen. You never know what kind of fun you're going to get into. <laughs> well, that, but I think there is saying like they keep it, you know how you keep a spare tire, you keep an extra pair of clothes. Like you never know if you had to like go somewhere longer or you get a spare tire, you get stranded. I've never heard of that. So yeah. that's something I did learn in college. So there's a few things for emergency plan. Now let's talk about travel um, this summer. When we go... You know, we're going to be going to Disney World, SeaWorld, just different fun places, summer um, uh, water parks, dairy farms, wherever, right? Um, we, <laughs> which would be a cool um, a cool field trip or getaway, but a dairy farm, I'm sure, will stink in the summer <laughs> than average, you know? They smell in general, so whatever, we'll get to that. But um, we have to talk about uh, a safe place. Carrie, what do you think a safe place is? To travel? A safe place in general. Just what is a safe place to you? Oh, it's well. What's a place? What does that term mean? It's a place where is it not like you were talking about earlier? Like uh, if we get split up, here's where we meet. Or is that? I mean, that's what that could be one. That could be one. But I wonder how many people, youth, and everyone is aware of safe places. Um, There is a yellow sign that you see at the police stations, the fire departments, some gas stations. It is a yellow. I guess it's not a, it's like a triangle gun. I don't, I don't, don't give it my shapes. I don't know what it is, the shape wise, but it's a yellow sign and it has a person with opening arms and hands. I've never seen that. Really? I'm going to post it on our Facebook So like page. if you're lost or kidnapped or something, yes. you can yes. go to these yes. shelters sort of? Yes. Huh. Yes. But some people may think they're just shelters, but really they're fire departments, police departments, gas stations, certain gas stations for sure. Um, they have that. So if you're traveling or if you're, um, if you get misplaced or if you have an emergency with the YMCA, the libraries, 
um, public buses, um, certain uh, facilities, our kind of extension as a safe place. We don't have the sign out, but I'm sure it would be if you come during our hours. Um, but <laughs> a safe place is a place of the community that you can get immediate help and for safety. It's a collaboration of community prevention initiatives. It is designated for business and organizations as a safe location, i.e. extension is a safe location, right? Making help, yeah, uh, it, makes, it, it makes help ready and available to youth and to families in the community across the country. So these places, again, include libraries, YMCAs, fire stations, public buses, uh, various businesses and social service facilities. So make if, sure your kids know that, right? That's a very important. If you are dropping Wells off to golf camp and you're a little late, or if he gets worried or if something happens and he sees a fire station across the street, he needs to know that he can go over there and call you, right? He needs to be aware. Or if he sees a building with that sign, he can, he knows, oh, that's a safe place. I can go call my mom and my dad, right? Um, so safe place. Now, another thing let's talk about for injury prevention. Um, who's going swimming this summer? I am. I'm probably, I am. Going to, I'm probably going to swim this weekend, right? So we need some safety pool rules. And I know we probably talked about this last season, but you can never get sick of pool rules, right? So um, stay away. So here we go with the pool rules. First of all, we need to swim with a buddy, right? We never should go to the pool alone. I don't care how great of a swimmer we are, how good it happens. We need to go with someone. Um, only swimmers, um, only swim when supervised or by a water watcher. So if you're going to a public pool or if you're sending your kids in the neighborhood to a public pool, HOA, whatever, let's make sure that there's actually a lifeguard or someone on call or an adult is going to be out there watching them, right? They're going to have a safe person. Um, of course, we always want to supervise while we're sober and uh, without any distractions. So not on our phones right? Um, such as reading or talking on the cell phone. I know we like to go to the pool and maybe read a good book, but we need to be aware of what's going on around us. Um, also, do not do not enter head first unless the pool is safe for diving. So um, this is going to prevent any other way more uh, intense injuries from diving in head first to a pool. Um, and these um, tips and many more come from uh, the American Red Cross um, and I'm sure we're going to need a talk to our young people this summer about safety tips, especially for swimming. Does that make sense? Yeah, this is a personal carry talking here. Okay. But I, if you are listening and you have young <laughs> children and you have not put them in some sort of swim lesson, yeah, you need to do it. Yes. It is yes. amazing to me that there are children six and older who don't know how to swim yet. They're going to yes. be in a situation where they're around water that you need. They at least need to know what to do in case they fall in at the yes. very least. Yes. And that's what swim lessons will help them do. Yes. It might not make them, you know, strong swimmers. It might not, yeah. you know, they're not going to swim across the ocean or anything, but it will help them learn how to save themselves in a situation where they it can prevent a very deep, deep injury. Yes. And if you're going to the beach this summer and you you guys are not used to living on the coast or near beach, have a talk about the beach, right? Because you yes. can stand up does not mean you need to keep going far out. Explain right. to your family, exactly. Explain to your family current high tide, low tide, what that means. Explain to them what some things that they may see washed on the shore from the ocean, like jellyfish, starfish, what to do, what not to do, how to touch, don't touch. 
just make them aware of their surroundings, right? Prevent yes. the injury. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And last but not least, um, to all our great families who are going to be home this summer and hanging out and having more friends to come hang out, right? Like, can Johnny come over? Can Sarah come over? Can we ride our bikes? Can we have a Capri Sun, right? Can we play video games, right? Uh, can we play in my room? Can we try on these clothes? Like all of that, the open house summer. Let's talk about a few accidents for injury prevention to avoid at home, okay? So um, let's clean up spills immediately, right? Let's not clean, let's not have little Johnny pour apple juice in a cup and misses a cup, falls off the table onto the floor. We just wipe the table and now wipe the floor. Can you see it happening? Yes. <laughs> Okay, let's secure our rugs this summer. You know, we're home, we're hanging out. Um, we're gonna have our friends over, especially our kids' friends. So it's gonna be a little more traffic. If you have a throw rug, like in a walking in the hallway on a hardwood floor, and it's like not those secure, little scatter rugs. Yeah, pick them up. We don't need them. You know, we don't need them. Just let's just not even do it. Okay. Um, beware where you put out hot liquids. I will hope you will just pour them out in the drain or outside. So I'm thinking well, about like to you, it's too hot for hot liquids. So. It is too hot for the coffee <laughs> for me, honey. I'm sorry. It should be some ice in it. So by the time it's time to pour it out, it should be cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> but if it's outside, you know, make sure you put it in a safe place. Um, transport in a safe, a safe container. Um, make sure it's going good in your drain. Um, so just be aware of those kind of things. Um Ooh, you know, this is an interesting one too. And I just had a program with some seniors about this, installing grab bars in the shower. But can I be honest with you? I would like a good grab bar for me in the shower. I don't think this should be limited to senior age and it becomes injury prevention. You know, your home is hot. We're going to take more showers than average. We're going to be in and out. So be careful. Make sure you have grip mats on the floor. Make sure there's uh, some type of grip mat out outside of the shower, the bathroom, you're going to have friends over, people stay in the night, just make sure the house is a little more safer than average, right? Um, keep electronics away from water, make sure little Johnny and our friends, we're not in the phone, in the, in the tub with our phone or in the pool with the phone or a radio. I don't even know if kids even have radios anymore, but just, <laughs> goodness. <Some of> them, <laughs> yeah, like kids would never understand, but just what about those iPads, right? Keep all that stuff away from the pool and the water, okay? Um, and here's another one for all the gardening and home improvements that we're going to be doing over the summer. Keep your guards on your tools, right? And store them out of reach, yeah. right? Your blades, your your wood tables, your drills, make sure they're out of reach. Because, out of reach and secure. So yes, out of reach and secure, off the charger, right? Um, because someone's going to see it and say, Hey, this is cool. Mm. Let's build a tree house. So, <laughs> so <laughs> just be aware of these small little things for injury prevention. Um, another big thing that I have for this summer, make sure your person, your children and your family that they have, um, they're aware of the local, local law enforcement. Um, you know, if they're going to be home during the day, I'm pretty sure your neighborhood may have a, a parole, uh, like a, safety patrol cop that maybe does a neighborhood through the beat or just drive through. Um, and you, we usually don't see them because we're not home. So just make sure they're aware of that um, and make sure everyone has a safe person. You know, if they can't get in touch with you, they know who to call. Is that grandma, a neighbor, Miss Carrie, um, your, their 4-H agent, just make sure they have a safe person. And that is my injury prevention um, 
summer tips for the for today. What do you think? Does that make sense? <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Leslie. That's very good. Thank you. Um, and I learned some things to <laughs> my children don't have phones, but at least there should be a list somewhere for them to grab my phone. And it is such a weird world though anymore. Yeah. We don't have landlines, we all have cell phones, you know. So there's no <laughs> you can't, I know. You can't just I know. I know, but if you had a heat stroke or you weren't feeling good and you got dizzy, Wells needs to know, hey, this is mommy's code. This is who you call, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. that's a big thing. Make sure people are aware of your codes. You don't have to tell everybody your code, but if you're out and about and it's a hustle and a bustle and it's hot, somebody needs to be able to get in your phone to help you or to contact someone. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. So just kind of be aware of that too. Things we never think about. Good deal. Okay. What's next? All right. So we wanted to end today's show with just a fun fact, <laughs> essentially, right? So June, June is National Dairy Month. Now, oh. Leslie reminded me of this, but I should have known because I lived in Eatonton, Georgia for oh, six yeah. years and Eatonton is the dairy capital of the world it is it is it is <laughs> so i should have remembered that there the dairy festival the dairy festival was last weekend or it's this coming weekend it's a big deal you know the town used to be dressed up in cows i should have remembered that but leslie wow. had to remind me because you know out of sight out of mind and i'm so very <laughs> sorry but anyway june is national dairy month so we were talking about mm -hmm. hydration earlier yes and uh it may sound crazy but Milk is a great source of hydration. Hydration. <laughs> Obviously, it's a liquid. We're drinking it, right? But um, we did just a little quick research before we got on together to look at um, milk and hydration. So the fun dairy fact is you should drink milk to rehydrate. It does a body good, right? Not just, it does. Not just strong bones, not just... Uh, healthier muscles uh, good teeth it's good, good for, your, for teeth. your teeth right all that calcium mm -hmm. um but it's a great source for hydration you should drink it free so we found a couple of different studies real quickly um about this because it it just seems crazy but <laughs> but there are studies that show that milk is actually this says superior to water and sports drinks of course after a workout Milk is rich in That's sodium and potassium, both of which help to retain fluids and cause your body to sweat less. In addition, milk contains protein to help your muscles recover quickly. So Jeff has talked about before, and I always think, what, what is he talking about? Why is he saying this to me? But he always says, I mean, I just keep hearing that chocolate milk is the best uh, workout recovery. And I don't know, <laughs> he's told me where he started that. I'm like, what are you talking about chocolate milk? Now that's not right. It can't be chocolate milk because that's the added sugar and, and whatever. But right. there are studies out there that, that do say that milk is the best thing to have like post intense workout. So throw out your post-workout, your, your protein <laughs> shakes, all that stuff. Stop drinking your sports drinks, right? We know those things are loaded with sugar. Right. Just have right. some milk. <laughs> Now, Carrie, do you ever see, have you ever seen people drink a glass of milk with ice in it? Oh yeah, I drink milk with ice. Really? Yeah. So then you're adding, adding some more water in there too, right? 
that's not why. Wow. I'm just saying. Then you get a little. Yeah, a little but true. Bit. But I've seen people drink like a tall tea glass of milk and they add yeah, ice. Yeah, because then it's really, really cold. And then the milk forms little crystals on the ice. So it's like little popsicle. Yeah. <laughs> interesting okay. so i saw um I, I just to back this up a little further because this was on a like national month thing where i saw the where i just the first fact i just read so i mm-hmm. thought well let's back this up a little more so i did find from helpline um it says milk is a decent source of sodium and potassium which are the two major electrolytes in your body these electrically charged minerals are important for maintaining hydration. With eight grams of protein per cup, milk is also a good source of protein, obviously, um, which mm-hmm. we know is an important thing that we need, but especially it's important when recovering from exercise. That's why people are always drinking those protein powders and stuff because they need that to recover from their hard workouts. And some people add them to milk. Oh, do they? The protein. Oh, we'll mm-hmm. see. They're getting add double the milk. Yeah. yeah. Um, also milk has carbohydrates, which is another important nutrient that can help uh-huh. prevent dehydration. Um, now this does say, given that whole milk has 150 calories per cup, you should consider whether that fits your daily calorie needs before using it to quench your thirst on a regular basis. But whole milk doesn't have to be the answer. We can do reduced fat milk. We can do skim milk. 2%, yeah. still have, um, the protein that we need and the nutrients that we need just with Mm -hmm. less fat so Mm -hmm. um and then this is really important too because you know back to children and hydrating our children you know that our children especially mine wells was begging me for a gatorade after golf camp yesterday why i gave you a whole (laughs) bottle of water right his water but he does love milk so (laughs) this is okay good it says children become dehydrated during exercise and it's important that they get enough fluids, particularly before going into a second round of a game. So like, you know, baseball tournaments or mm-hmm. he's on swim team. So I'm going to make sure to pack some Football milk in the cooler for between his, between yeah. his uh, events at his next swim meet. But it says yeah. milk is better than either a sports drink or water because it's a source of high quality protein, carbohydrates, calcium, and electrolytes. And again, now water doesn't do this, but all those sports drinks just add sugar into your That's true. already high sugar intake. Don't even act like your That's children true. aren't having sugar. So sports drinks, cut them out. If they insist that they just cannot have water, then offer them some milk and see if that works. And you know what? Again, thinking about to the kids at football camp or cheerleading camp or whatever sports band camp, I hope there's some milk in these coolers that they're getting, right? So if you're listening, you have a kid at band camp or football camp, give them some milk. Happy National Dairy Month. Happy National Dairy Month, everybody. I think that's about it. This was great. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. I hope you guys um, found this to be a great safety tips for the summer, uh, how to stay hydrated, great injury prevention, and... um, we hope June 21st, which is summer, <laughs> we hope <laughs> that everyone has a great kickstart to pre-summer. <laughs> and stay cool. Stay cool. Yeah, stay hydrated. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Two Agents and the Facts. We will drop new episodes every second and fourth Monday of the month. 
Find us on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Facebook. The University of Georgia is an equal opportunity, affirmative action, veteran disability institution.